Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio and to the Some of Us. My name is Alisa. And my name is Liz. <laughs> it's a, I'm telling you, Blog Talk messes me up every time. They never let me in the first time. I have to keep trying. Anyway, sorry, I was a little late to the party again. I know you were like, and my name, like, where is she? <laughs> And my name is, uh, and then you're like, oh, there she is, unmute. <laughs> so how are we feeling today, honey bunny? Good. I'm still a little congested. But, um, yeah. Good. Got to hang out with, with, um, with my housemates last night after I was done with some of my work. And uh, I just feel like I haven't seen them because I've been, you know, on the road and whatnot, traveling. It was just nice to yes. sit. We had gone out and, you know, they got dinner. I wasn't too hungry, but I snacked on some stuff. And uh, it was just nice to catch up. <laughs> I know, you live in the same house, right? I know. But it I happens. Just, I just miss them. I miss them. So, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. No, you guys have a nice household. That's great. So your parents are back in Charleston? Yeah, I dropped them off uh Saturday. Okay. Good. I didn't really know that part of it because we were just dealing with what was going on with your <laughs> yeah uh, um your, uh, yeah your brother oh, the family dynamics yeah I mean the whole plan was for them to get back um, Saturday so or Sunday but preferably Saturday so yeah so mm-hmm. I. Because because I got the job done. <laughs> um, oh yes, you did. <laughs> I got. Uh, we were able to leave on. Uh, you know when 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 we were planning on it, and we stopped off and saw my aunt again on the way back. Nice. Uh, and nice. then I spent the night and took a couple of naps the next day because I was exhausted. And um, well, from everything. From everything, and then I left and got home Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, when I was talking to you, when we did the show Tuesday, I was I was doing it from home. Um, oh, from Atlanta. From Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be, I'll be traveling you, again. Go ahead. I'll be traveling again go ahead. in a couple of weeks, kind of, kind of doing the same thing, but also adding in another intentional trip to visit my aunt with um, her two sisters, with my mom nice. and my, my other aunt. We're planning on – That's beautiful. On a, a gathering. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So. That's beautiful. Yeah. She's what, 95, 96? 95. Just turned 95 on the yeah, 20th. That's, oh, she's young. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. No, that's beautiful to to the intention. It's all all about um, intention. So that's lovely. And then has there been any uh, communication uh, with your brother since all of that lovely oh, no. uh, holiday cheer? No. Of course not. Nope. Nope. No. But you, you're you definitely, um, this is all so purposeful. This is all so positive. You're definitely on the, on the, the right track. Um, the energies that are uh, in full force, um, it's no surprise. And it's an opportunity to really refine communication and to really honor no longer uh, keeping things buried um, and to really lead with the intention of moving through it. And so it's uh, more of a release instead of a um, trying to just sort of neatly put it away. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't want to hold on to that. You want to release it. And I heard, and again, I listened to episodes over and over again of the uh, Michael Singer uh, podcast and um, an episode that I've listened to yesterday really just put all of this into such a comprehensive space. And I could listen to the same podcast um, multiple times over a period of time. Mm. And whenever I go on to 
his podcast. There's three seasons now. Each season's like five episodes. I it's kind of like how I pick the messages. I will just scroll and not even look at the titles or anything. Wherever my finger lands, and this is how I do it with on my iPad for when people call in for messages. That's the episode I know I'm meant to listen to. Mm. And I just felt the need to just get grounded. I had to, um, I, I was a guest for a three-hour workshop that was from 7 at night to 10. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. So, <laughs> so um, and I knew that I, I, it would make sense after, you know, running around and doing things during the day uh, to just not really take a nap, but just to uh, rest, but rest with intention and listen, listen to um, this podcast and just see whatever it is that I need to hear. I needed to hear every damn word. And this is why I said to you a second ago about leading with intention. And the way that he put it was so brilliant that all of the emotions, incidents, trauma, everything that we have experienced um, our entire lives and the things that we are resisting to move through, uh, trauma, people-pleasing, ancestral wounding, whatever it is, um, we're just really collecting it in our consciousness, almost like, now these are not his words, but this is sort of, he used a different metaphor, but almost as if we, we are this energetic landfill. We're mm. basically garbage collectors. He's not saying this, but he said it, but this is my sort of spin on it, um, that we are like garbage collectors because we resist really feeling it through to the completion of that feeling so that we can let it go. So we just sort of like, we see what it is. We sort of get like that preview. Uh, We see what it is. And instead of just going through to the other side of that discomfort so we can let it go, we identify it and we bury it. And then stop, and then life happens, and then we're walking mm. around with this personal portable landfill that if we don't address it, I think this is why we have disease. I think mm-hmm. this is this is the cause of so much imbalance um physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, whatever you want to however you want to identify it and this was really talking about intention. And this is what really, really helped me understand why we replay our past over and over again. Or our musings will be about our past, and then that could transfer into anxiety or fear for the future. Mm-hmm. Now, our past doesn't define us. Our future is not going to save us. But what do we do? We, we're like living in those two places instead of being right here, right now. Like Ram Dass mm-hmm. says, be here now, right? Mm-hmm. So if our intention is freedom and freedom equals self-realization, then to put a positive spin, meaning not to um, uh, have deny it, it, deny what's going on, but a positive spin on moving forward with just feeling everything that we presume that these feelings are going to be unpleasant. So we're resisting that. So instead of resisting to just feel it to the other side, because that's the only way to let it go. And because we think we're going to have to deal with every piece of garbage in that landfill, we're like, well, that's overwhelming. That's too much. So we don't touch it. We bury it. But what he says is that if when we do that, and you could start with the little things, like it's an opportunity, 
you're in traffic, somebody cuts you off, instead of going into this whole uh, whirlwind anger and rage, it's just to feel, okay, this person cut me off. Thank you. (laughs) Person cut me off. Feeling that and then letting it go, and you practice that with the little things. And then when it's a big thing, like what just happened with you and your brother, when you let it go, it actually removes so many other things that's buried along. It's no longer piece by piece, but it is in layers. So now it is um, an effective way to achieve freedom and self-realization and to use your life as the experiment um, in your experience that when you're having amusing about the past, you're going on and on in your mind like a dog chasing its tail, and you say, oh, this is an opportunity for me to just feel this to the other side of it, let it go, there is no malice, no bad feeling, forgiveness, to let it go, it is so transformative. And in trying that out, it's remarkable. And I already, through other means and just being very intuitive, was really sort of working on my communication style, being a more effective listener, um, especially where it comes to my sons. And I already noticed before listening to this, re-listening to this episode, and this is, might be the fourth time I've re-listened to it in the past year and a half or whatever, but it really made sense last night how being present and not resisting and moving through and paradoxically standing up for myself and speaking my truth. See, this is what we didn't do in the past. We would just bury it, take it, and not speak up for ourselves and even suffer more. So the paradox is that while you are in the situation, you could still speak your truth because that helps you to let it go in the moment and establish a boundary. But setting the intention is the part that we miss. And that's like the major takeaway that I got where my intention is freedom, my attention is self-realization. My attention is to no longer be a walking landfill of garbage. That is not what I'm claiming for my life anymore. Mm. And it's amazing how incredible that shift feels like. So we're you're doing it. So the part is is I think what's what's gonna be helpful to all of us is to lead with that intention. So instead of that just being in that space where it's just you and that discomfort or you and that, that conflict or you with that situation or you with that uh, discord or whatever, it's like, oh, okay, this is an opportunity to feel this, deal with it, let it go. So the intention is not to prove somebody wrong or be right, right or right. to win or to control. The intention is to set yourself free finally because no one can do that but you. This is why we have addiction and this is why we have disease because we're holding on to this garbage or we're trying to seek an external source to provide our freedom and self-realization. And this is probably why I'm on this hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is very, um, very interesting. 
because I was running away from what I am now not running away from. Mm. I was running away. Now, listen, I needed to explore, and, and listen, I was off the market for 30 years. I don't know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I needed to explore and just figure out, like, okay, uh, just have a, a little mini reference library. But after that, there's no reason to explore. And after my last little exploration, which could have been very dangerous, and thank goodness I made it out okay, because um, I'm a tough bitch, thank God, hmm. um, that I, I needed to be in this place of reflection and solitude and contemplation and healing. You can't do this if you're being distracted um, with an addictive nature because all roads lead to addiction. And I don't mean substance abuse or whatever, but addiction to avoidance, addiction mm-hmm. to feeling that this is to, to feeling that, you know, you're marginalized and it's everybody else and you're out there people-pleasing, hoping somebody's going to throw you a crumb. That's addiction. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Oh, that you're the go-to person. Oh, bitch, I've been the go-to person <laughs> all the time. All the time. I, yeah, like, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, like, email. No, I don't think I mentioned this. From another instructor at the program that I teach at at NYU, this person has never <clears throat> given me the time of day. Never. <clears throat> and I thought it was very, I just had to drink some water. And I thought it was really interesting because how she's saying the reason why she reached out to me, like she didn't really, she didn't really put it into a context. And I'm like, all right, obviously people are talking because she really could, could care less to have anything to do with me. And it kind of reminded me where I told the story on the, on the show where somebody else who I don't know, <laughs> uh, who teaches at NYU, but um, in a different program, but is friends with my boss came up to me at this event and said, I hear you're exceptional. I'm thinking, oh, I guess, you know, they're, they're talking about my teaching or the student or whatever. And then she <laughs> said that online dating. <laughs> <laughs> and, and bitch wanted to get tips. I'm like, uh, <laughs> go away. Um, go away. Go away right now. I didn't say that, but I'm like, and it was so awkward. And I'm being really nice. And I'm like, uh, girl, you got no clue. But uh, first of all, you got to, you know, change the outfit and, you know, it's called the comb. Look into it. But anyway, <laughs> so, and I thought that was so funny. So kind of like this, this person, I, I don't really know her, uh, but I've seen her, whatever. Um, not, no interaction. So I get this email the other day and says, it's a quote. And I have said this years ago on the podcast, and we're talking about the uh, crisis of reinvention, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's like um, LOA morning blend stuff and the crisis of reinvention, refinement of transformation, whatever, whatever. So I have used that phrase occasionally when I've been interviewed or on a podcast about the industry. Um, where people said, well, you know, how did you get into producing? And I said, say it was during the economic turndown and in 2008, 2009, and I referred to it as a crisis for reinvention so I could stay viable in the industry or whatever, even though it was really more spiritually rooted, but that's the, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing because I'm not going to get into, you know, uh, the things that I do on this podcast. So it says, the first line, it's quotes, crisis of, reinv- uh, crisis of reinvention, in, quote, in quotes, dash Liz. I'm like, oh, she's quoting me. Okay, that's cute. She goes, I stumbled upon, no, it's like, bitch, there's, this is not the reason, okay? Or this is not how you found me. People are talking, but you're not telling me, and I don't care. Okay? So my quote, she goes, I stumbled upon uh, you, uh, saying this in an interview, I'm sure you did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that, or that, 
sure. Yeah, I believe that said she found it in an interview, but it wasn't like the um, you googling me. What mm-hmm. uh, somebody yeah. saying something? She it's had to weird, work really right? hard to get to that point, right? To dig to dig yeah, around. Thank you. Right. And <laughs> I stumbled upon. You didn't stumble upon anything. You Google something. Somebody said Liz was really good at helping people. Somebody said something, but you're not. Of course, you're not going to tell me that you're exceptional mm-hmm. at online dating, like the other one. Okay, you're not, tell, but no one's revealing their sources. Okay, so somebody's saying something, and I and I think it's I'm very amused by all of it. And then she's like, I stumbled upon uh, an interview where you said that, and it and the other things you said really resonated with me. And then uh, she's like, I'm in a really vulnerable place, and I don't know to, what to call this. A, if I'm looking for a coaching session, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, um, but I'd love to talk to you. So she's not really saying anything. Mm-hmm. It's all about herself. No, it's so. I I just I'm so fascinated uh, that she's in a vulnerable place. Uh, I guess she's talking about her career. She really wasn't getting specific. Um, and she goes, the rub is I'm feeling very vulnerable. So I'm not, I, I'm quoting this from memory, but it wasn't like, hey, Liz, I hope this finds you well. I hear that you're really good at, you know, but no, none of it. None of it. She's quoting me. She's stumbling upon, she's stumbling upon interviews. She's vulnerable. And uh, she doesn't know if it's a consultation or coaching. Does she ask me? See, this is all coming from a very self-serving place. So I already know that this one has control issues. I already know. Um, and what makes me a little crazy, and I find it amusing, is that um, just because I'm really intuitive and I'm great at giving advice doesn't mean I'm going to wave a magic wand and fix you. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some answer. And it's one thing to deal with a bunch of 20-somethings. They're more mature than this one, you know. But but I'm always asked questions before class, during class, during the class break with them online for the bathroom, uh, leaving for lunch, coming back from lunch and after class, and then emails all day. Past and present student all the time. That's fine. It helps to be intuitive and psychic because I come up with answers real quick and they're really good. However, girl, you're not my student and you are so, like, not even regarding who I am. This is very interesting that I'm talking about this now and in in what we're talking about, the, what we talked about the last show and this show. Again, like, this disregard. I'm not even mad. I'm amused. Hmm. So this is so this is what I'm talking about. Where if our intention is self-realization and freedom, I'm amused by this. This doesn't bother me, and I'm like, I will not take a penny of this woman's money. I don't want it. Could I use it? Oh, I could use every penny I get. I just produced a film. Yeah, I could use every money, every penny I can get. Absolutely. Do I want it? No. Because in just how she presented this email, I will not be obligated to you. Now, you can buy me lunch, and I'm going to be working for that lunch for 45 mm-hmm. minutes, 50 minutes. Um, so I'm going to order something good. <laughs> However, I should bring a Tupperware. Uh, however, <laughs> you know, because I don't eat a lot, but I might want a snack later. However, right. big portion. Big, no, I'm going to get a big portion. I'm going to be like, can I have a to-go box? Because that's going to be dinner for later. <laughs> however, I feel that um, to to be under contract for, um, you know, for an exchange of money, no. So I so I write her back, and I said, um, "Of course you." Feel, and of course, hello, hello. Uh, your co-host is Mother Teresa. So I say, "Of course you feel vulnerable 
that's oh that that is always um, apparent when taking a risk and making changes. I'll be more than glad to sit and speak with you. Um, through rows of getting ready to to shoot, so I'm like after Thanksgiving. So um, we're gonna get together. Uh, for lunch on Monday, and, you know, it wasn't official, but if we end up splitting lunch, I'm going to be like, this is showing so much about who you are as a person. No wonder you feel stuck mm-hmm. because you're not trusting the flow of abundance. I would never have lunch with you, so I pay attention. I really pay attention. Look, I can buy my own lunch. That's not the point. But in people's behaviors, buy me lunch right? (laughs) You're sitting down with another human being that you're basically holding hostage for 45 minutes to talk, to talk about, you know, what your dissatisfaction with being a middle-aged actress in the industry. That's my guess. And very interestingly, um, the next day, after I got this email, so I'm going, I'm shifting, going back a little bit, a couple of weeks ago, I'm having a production meeting with a former student who was on my crew. And I said, did you know I have so-and-so as a professor? She's like, yeah, she's weird. I said, is she? Now, <laughs> yeah, oh, is she now? And I showed her the email, and she said, girl, she was digging, <laughs> meaning, but you could tell, like, she was sort of, you know, Googling, doing whatever. She's like, that's a little creepy. She's doing a little digging. I'm like, you think? Mm-hmm. And so my former student, and she's also somebody I'm mentoring. I'm mentoring a bunch of people, but she's, she's a, a big one that I'm mentoring. She's black, and she's, she's like, well, let me tell you what happened in class last, last year. I said, what happened? So there were a couple of students of color and this woman is white, that was that came to her after class about some sort of feeling that they were feeling uncomfortable. This ignorant woman compared what they were going through as young um, students of color, she compared it to what she's going through with ageism. I'm like, oh, God, no, she didn't. If I tell my black Son, no way I could possibly understand, even though, although I'm your mother, I still can't, because I will never have that shared experience being a young black man, and this is my child who I feel like I gave birth to, we're so freaking close, right, I feel like he's in my DNA, however, that's appropriation if you say that, that's racism if you say that. Oh, yeah, I totally understand. No, you don't. And your ignorant ass is going to say, oh, yeah, it's like ages, and I go through that. So that was very interesting, Blue's Clues. That was very interesting, right? <laughs> very interesting. Uh, so then, oh, yes. So then uh, the other day I'm teaching, and if, run, I never see her, but I, of course, because look at how the universe works. I ran into her, and she goes, oh, I'm so glad you're going to talk to me. I said, yeah, and you're not paying me a dime. This isn't a session. We're just going to have lunch. So thank God, like, the universe put her in my path. So it's like, I don't want your money. It's not a coaching session. You're probably cheap anyway, because I saw the oh. smile on your face. <laughs> oh, <Bitch. laughs> So... Um, again, very, very um, amused. And what I decided to to do, which I've never done with anybody um, in a coaching session, because, look, this is just one, so I don't really care about a catch, but even with my students or whatever, but with her, because I could tell she's a tough customer, I could tell she's a pain in the ass, just because she's, she's, she's just... Her energy is very angular, very sharp edges to her energy, right? Not soft and cozy like us. Ha! But I'm soft and cozy compared to her, okay? I don't have sharp <laughs> angles. I could be a thug, but I don't have, come, don't you say anything to the contrary, girl. I'm okay. muting myself don't right you now. Dare. Right. <laughs> yeah, you better, bitch. Okay. 
So, so um, what I'm going to do is our meetings on Monday, um, you know, in between classes, lunch, because I wanted to just not make it into a thing that have like a, a set beginning and end. Like she, we both teach the same schedule that day, so we have like a little break, and then we go back to teach. I'm going to approach this a little bit like how I approach a one-on-one meeting, um, reading, although I'm not going to apply it as a reading. But when I prepare for a reading, and look, you've had a couple private readings with me, and you know how accurate it is and how it is or whatever. It's very playful. It's fun. And I have very specific information. I'm not going to do any of that with her, but what I'm going to do really for myself, I'm going to connect to her energy. I already have her permission because, hello, she booked me for a free session. Um, I'm going to get into that state to connect to her energy and see what comes in. Not that I'm going to throw that back into her face or ask her questions about, well, what does this mean or whatever, because I get impressions. But it's going to help me know what I'm dealing with in the energetic field because I connect to people in the energetic field. As you know from having readings with me, and we've had, you know, in-depth sessions together. Oh, yeah. I think I've, I've read you at least two or three times over these many years. And then, you know, just what we do on the show and just in private conversation or whatever, but I'm doing that not for her, but for me, um, because if I didn't, and I'm just walking in with somebody that's, you know, expecting to have a, you know, an audience at the Oracle of Delphi, that's not going to happen. Right. Not going to happen. Yeah. But I just think, oh, it's just so interesting how people can just come right in, not even ask, how you doing? <laughs> no. Even when I saw the hallway, thank you for seeing me. Okay, me, 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 me. That's her issue right there. Um, I can't, I can't assess it because I haven't sat down with her if she has narcissistic tendencies. But right now, she's narcissistic adjacent. <laughs> Just it right, just in the way the email was written, and you know, she's like, "Oh, do you know of any quiet places to eat?" I'm like, "Bitch, you at?" I said, "Pick a place." <laughs> Look at that. She wants people to do the work. No, you were, no, you went after me. Hello, you you pursued me. You pursued me. You pursued me. You know, no. Do I work for you? Yeah. Am I your cleaning lady? Yeah. I just am very bemused by all of it. Mm-hmm. So in something like that, a good minor example of my intention is self-realization and freedom. So I'm being playful with it. I could go into this whole rabbit hole of, who does she think she is? I'm not the help. I'm like I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say I'm busy. I'm gonna, all that stuff. What does it do? What does it do? It adds to the landfill that has vultures and flies and rats in it. It's rancid. So if we look at it that way, the way Michael Singer described it was so perfect. Um, he described it that it's it's like if you just left all your all the uh, all the uneaten food, you know, all the food that you didn't dispose of in your house every day, you would just eat, you know, you would just eat from that food from everything you went through in your life. You'd just be sick the whole time. Ugh. Yeah. Right. But you need a metaphor like that, like like I'm saying landfill. Um that's disgusting and smelly and filled with vermin and it's it's disgusting and vile. Why do we, that's what we're holding on to because we're afraid to feel it. 
I'd rather feel it and let it go and feel free. So that's why it's good that I'm on my hiatus because it's led me to this place. So that when I get into, or, you know, I, I hope it's on the horizon, when I get into the opportunity of seeing where I am. And the thing is, too, it's not like, oh, I need a man. No. But relationships are the best teachers um, to show us who we are. So this is why it's still something I'm interested in because relationships, relations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had plenty of opportunities. I just have not acted upon them because instead of feeling like, oh, I hope somebody picks me, um, that mentality, you know, I'll be nice to whoever's nice to me. Um, I actually have um, ignored many requests, deleted many messages, um, because I know energetically why am I going to waste their time and more importantly, why am I going to waste my time? Mm-hmm. So unless I'm dating up, okay, dating up, um, it's like you're an executive and you're going to work at McDonald's? No. Now, if that's the only job you have and you have to feed your family, no shame in that. Mm-hmm. But if there's other opportunities or you are doing well with, you know, the job that you have, stay right there unless you can upgrade. So unless it's an upgrade, I'm not going to bother. And it's really interesting because some of the people that I've turned down were people that I would have taken a chance on. Being shallow, but I am regarding myself because I spent most of my life, and to to a great degree I still am because this is new stuff. Listen, we're late to the party, but at least we're showing up to the party. Right. In this life. Because we probably have spent every lifetime leading up to this one, not even knowing that there was a party. (laughs) Oh, there's a party? Oh, who knew? I thought I had to toil and suffer and regret and, you know, guilt and shame, uh, you know, for whatever I did. Or it's my fault and it's not. So there's freedom in that. So, yeah, to approach things where kind of be amused or curious or to see, okay, this is, let's, let's turn this into a practice, a practice round of honoring my intention for freedom and self-realization. And then magically all these other things go with it. So when we thought, like I said before, when we thought it would be piece by piece of trillions of pieces of garbage, you're actually moving mountains when you start with the small stuff. You're moving hemispheres when you deal with the dark deep stuff, when you get to a place where you're not even resentful of anyone or anything, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So on Tuesday's show, I have to tell you guys what that lunch date was about. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. She has no idea. She has no idea who I am as a person. Only whatever bullshit she's she's been hearing in the hallway, you know, <clears throat> or whatever you my know. boss. Because listen, she's good friends with my boss. See, my boss, my boss is like in the ear. He sees these like you know, uh, these Karens. <laughs> oh, did she talk to Liz? Liz? No, please don't talk to me. It's <laughs> uh, too funny. I know it's really funny. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I Very I also uh, listened to a podcast yesterday on my way um, about town. I had a few errands to run. Mm-hmm. And it happened. I have certain shows I'll, um, I'll listen to, and they just queue up, you know. I and Yeah. Yeah, so this one was from um, 
a show called uh, The Coaches. I found The Coaches Corner, but it's um, – let me see here. Let me get to it. Uh, it's it's a woman named Christine Hassler, and oh. um, she – was talking about where is it? It's, this is so funny because the title came up. It's, the title of the episode was "How to Break the Cycle of Engaging with Narcissists." <laughs> oh Jesus! Hello. <laughs> yeah, go so talk to your she, brother. No, I'm kidding. She uh, this was ba- what she has is um, I guess she she has listeners that will will. Um, Call in. It's not done live at all, but um, she. Some of her shows will be about listeners who have called uh, for a coaching session, and she does a blend right. of of coaching and spirituality. So it's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. And so she had a conversation with someone who was asking about that, about breaking this pattern, because she was like, she's like, I'm just exhausted. Like I, I feel right? exhausted. Um, oh. Yeah. And I was gonna. I was thinking about sending you the link, and also sending it to a friend of mine, uh, my friend Kim, because of just you know one what we what we've talked about, but just knowing that if it's not definitely narcissism, it's something very close to that, um, mm-hmm. where in, in a generational situation, if you're that pattern breaker, like you're not thrilled yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> to be that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's who you like, are. You're ready for it. Woo-hoo! Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, but there were there were ways for her to, um, uh, I don't want to say reframe, but that might be what it what it is, of, of looking at the situation mm-hmm. and then doing your own work to kind of let go. So, so you don't go in there. I think that was her pattern was she was thinking, oh, I've done all this work on me, so next time – I'm in this situation, um, I'll, it'll get better. And she's like, and it never does. Like, I still feel like no. crap. I feel exhausted. So that was a really good conversation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I thought, oh, that would be kind of neat to, um, to share. So I might actually do that with you. Cool. Um, I'll just share it. But uh, so I thought it was really funny to, to have that um, – have that just kind of queue up. I'm like, oh, this. I'll just listen to that this for you to listen to. Well, it's, it's like the the garbage dump metaphor. I need I, that really helped. Yeah, I, I would you actually know, like to listen podcast, to that. If you, if yeah, you I'm gonna find link. it. I'm gonna text it to you. It's um, on. You can probably find it on iTunes, but I'm gonna send oh, yeah. it. I listen to it on Spotify, oh, but okay. you can find okay. it. Yeah, but but yeah, you can find it on um, on uh, iTunes. I'm sure. Yeah, but I guess I guess I you. listen when I do my podcast because I have a podcasting on on my phone on iPhone, so it's all through iTunes. But I do have Spotify as well. Um, yeah, you could probably cross reference and find it. On, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find it for you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm. Um, I was just listening. Oh, to I that. just sounded great. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, I like. I liked. Uh, I liked what I was hearing. Like you know, things we're talking about. Oh, you're gonna like this one. Oh yeah. And 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 keep and hold on to it because it's one. It's. I think the first time I heard it was over a year ago, mm-hmm. and it's probably the third or fourth time I've listened to the episode, and it made perfect sense uh, last night before I had to go, do this workshop, and I felt so. I just. My, I just felt such a lightness of beingness, and it was just really kind of summarizing everything that we've been talking about the last, you know, um, the last several months. So there's definitely a freedom with that. Mm. Anyway, I just send it to you. Yeah. What we, yeah, yeah, what we should do because I don't ever want to forget. Shall we pull the message for the day? Yes. Okay. Let me load it up. Okay. 
I'm ready when you are. Okay. So, oh my God. So perfect. Okay. The number is 719. Hmm. Okay. Here is the message for the day for all of us. Taking the inspired risk of no longer suppressing, crazy, of no longer suppressing wants and needs fortifies you to live in truth, dissolve fear, and live the greater picture now. That's what we've been talking about. Hmm. So we're taking that risk to let it go, to feel it all the way through, remove it from the landfill, from the garbage dump, because holding on to it is, you know, we're suppressing our wants and our needs Mm -hmm. because we're afraid to feel it. There's nothing to be afraid of. I'll read it again. But this is so perfect. It totally lines up with everything. Taking the inspired risk of no longer suppressing wants and needs fortifies you to live in truth, dissolve fear, and live the greater picture now. Seven, one, nine. Definitely send that one to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Girl, that's just what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, um, mm-hmm. those, those numbers equal an eight. But I love that they are the oh, seven wow. and the nine surrounded by this, the one, mm-hmm. um, or surrounding the one. So we all know the one is the self. But leading in with that seven of, of faith and mystery, of uh, logic and discernment, um, and you take all that, and you take all that into account, but it's not the only thing. Like your focus doesn't have to expand to the bigger picture, which is a nine. Um, and, and, you know, like, like what you focus on expands. I mean, that is also a phrase that, right. that Lois would say, because right. it's a phrase that we've all learned, what you focus on expands. Right. What you resist persists. Right. <laughs> what you focus on mm. expands. So when we get then to this nine, and the nine, I, you know, sevens and nines I, I, I hold in a higher light, definitely. Not that it's better, but it, just because it encompasses a lot more. And there are nuances mm-hmm. there that when you hang out in that, in that realm, you can see where there's a flow to it. Um, and, but, but every, you know, every frequency, every number has, has a, a, a spectrum of, well, it, it, it's really helpful and then it can turn into being really destructive, you know? So with a nine, Again, if what you focus on expands, and if your focus is is you know nitpicking and criticism, mm-hmm. um, then mm-hmm. the bitterness expands and jealousy expands. Yeah. And, um, yep. and a, a sense of just giving up hope, like why bother? Why bother if 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 mm-hmm. if you think everyone thinks the way you do, <laughs> because that's what you've been focusing on, and it's not good, mm-hmm. then it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to, um, to just go in that downward spiral. And so a nine can be just as powerful using that dark energy, the dark misunderstanding of how things work. And then, and and then also find examples. It's easy to find examples to support if that's what you're looking for, if that's what you're focused on. Um, So on the, on the, on the positive side, if you're able to, to turn it around and get more of a balance. So when you're balanced, you understand that they're playing that, that um, <laughs> they're playing the song for the facts of life. The take, you take the good, the take, you take the bad. I mean, and that's, this is G. Um, so, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> so you Blair, Blair and Blair and Joe, uh, and so you yes. you look at you know she was mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> you look at the um, 
you're able to to take everything in stride. It's not it, it's not um, what's well, that phrase? A lot of a lot of people are using a toxic positivity. It's not that. Yeah. Um, right. Because, and that was a phrase that was used, not necessarily toxic pos- positivity, but um, like spiritual bypassing of the things you still have to yes, learn. Yes, that one also. Yep. You know, even even though uh, even though you like you may you may mentally or intellectually understand the reasons why, it still doesn't feel good. So you, you're not gonna. Nope. Uh, you're not going to get around the feelings that you need to feel to get through it. Because yep. if you don't, this is exactly what you were learning in the Michael Singer podcast of, of burying yes. something. That's what that is, right? I mean, that's just like, okay, well, whatever. I'm just going to leave it here. But if you never get back to it, it just keeps coming back around exactly. in different ways. It's like, it's like throwing, exactly. It's like throwing perfume in the garbage dump. That's the toxic right. positivity. Right. Or that's right. a spiritual bypassing. It's like, no, part of it, we're here to feel the pain and to move through it mm-hmm. to find who we really are because this is, I mean, I don't want to go to this school, but that, that's what being in this incarnation is. It's all mm-hmm. an illusion. I'm like, okay, thanks. Well, also, okay. it, it's also acknowledging that those things exist and, and mm-hmm. not separate from you. I mean, pain Mm-mm. exists. Pain exists within you, and pain serves yes. a lot of different purposes. Um, when your body's yes. in pain, it's a it, tool. It, it lets mm-hmm. you know something's out of alignment, um, and That's you need to correct. pay attention to it. Not not bury yes. it, not numb it. That's um, what we're talking about, right? Burying it, numbing it. That's what we've been doing all along. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in a way, that's what we're, we've been conditioned to do because that's how uh, the people yeah. around us had to cope. That's, well, that's what yeah. they took from it. And, right. and you and I both being first generation, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't like raised uh, in a progressive American culture. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and the thing is, too, uh, compared to, you know, what our parents overcame, they're like, don't you dare say a damn thing about anything. Right. <laughs> because yeah, we could be in some jungle someplace. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we could be in some jungle someplace in some shack, you know? And that could be you, that could be me, that could be whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's almost like when my kids, you know, roll their eyes or whatever, I want to be like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can you, you talk about your feet like you both live at home. I escaped. Okay, hello. Right. <laughs> right. You live here. You actually like to talk to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You could smoke weed and hang out with girls in your room. Hello. <laughs> My yeah. living room is your studio apartment. Excuse me. Yeah. And so, what's I, yeah, what's, we can't say shit. They have no idea. No what's shit. interesting is that in every generation, based on what's being said to us and what's being expressed to us, we take yeah. our cues from that. And, and in most cases, That's, it's like you don't have, you can't say anything, so meaning you can't express what you're feeling. Even if what you're nope. expressing is based on your life experiences at that time. And you know, irrelevant. Me, at irrelevant. that time, well, 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 what I'm saying is that this is how well, we learn being, not to say. Being irrelevant. I'm not saying it's this irrelevant. Is, this is how we learn not to say anything. Or Exactly, we, because uh, nobody. Or it's how we learn how to yell so we can be heard. Right. And in in yelling, you still don't hear anything. (laughs) Nope. So you're still cutting yourself off. No, no. And if you're being told your whole life, uh, control your emotions, you're too sensitive, you know. Oh, yeah. You weren't told, I love you. Right. I could count on less than one hand. Less than one hand. On an elbow. On less than one hand. Okay. On my elbow. (laughs) How many times either parent told me that they loved me? Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I had to, uh, I had to, um, I had to um, basically berate my dad out of it (laughs) to say it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And meanwhile, with both kids now, every day, multiple times a day, we say it to each other. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know. So, if you're, yeah. So, they have no idea. But our parents would say that about us mm-hmm. because they went to America. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God, because if they, if they did it, girl, if they did it, you and I wouldn't be having this, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, podcast. <laughs> I still catch the sarcasm in that one, but what? <laughs> Listen, it's better that I upgraded. I know, no, I know no, it's I true. It is true. Pod- I upgraded, it so pick a line, bitch. What do you want? <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I did that for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, and and so we, I think and I'm we, so grateful. Yeah. And, and we think we, part of being that generational pattern breaker is mm-hmm. recognizing the strides that we have made. And even if it's not perfect, yeah. right? Because, like, you know, we, we can still think, oh, I will still wish, you know, X, Y, and Z, but you can still of see, course. well, it, we have gone, we have gotten a lot farther than we, we can. And, and, and in embodying some of these different ideals, hopefully we're, we're showing, we're modeling something for the people who will be after us. So, you know, for me, it's, it's right. anyone younger, <laughs> anyone like my, my niece um, and, and, yep. and, and the people around me, I mean, you know, we're, we are all dealing with some level of dysfunction Um and you know how are we, how are we working through that? And a lot of times right. it's just it's just it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect every single time. It just means you're being true. And and as you have these conversations, whether you are talking it out, which is partly why doing the show obviously helps a lot, just talking it out. Oh, hello. Um, yeah. Because you you can see where okay yeah that's that is something. I don't think I've ever acknowledged and acknowledgement goes a long way. Right. It does. That's um, why it's good that we can acknowledge each other, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah. I mean, to say things that we, we have not been able to say and, and maybe that's not right. been able to express because we've just been told not to, like, it's not good to feel Hello. like you are ashamed of your family. Right. Like, well, maybe not, it doesn't feel good, period. But, but you know, but here we right. are. Right. <laughs> and right. To, to to walk to talk it through, to talk it through, talk it out, and realize, okay, well, I mean, you know, my family is not like the worst family ever. It's not. There are a lot of great things about my family. Oh, your yet, family's you know, amazing. You have one. And then there, yeah. And then there are still things that underneath the surface is messy. And I know that's true for every family. Every family has that. Of course. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, and exactly. it's not about oh, well, at least we're better than this. It's not even that. It's like you still, but you still have to do what you No. <laughs> right. No, but that's why, you know, it's not the only reason, but I think it's the core reason why I can't imagine not doing, not doing this show. Um, right. Because it's a, a it's a forum for us just because we weren't raised or conditioned to be able to connect and have a relationship with our feelings. So we've been spending this whole lifetime, you know, reconciling that, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I say. We're late to the party, but at least we know that, you know, there is a party to go to. Right. And that's very helpful and it's very grounding and it's a wonderful way to Thursday. So on that note, so I'm very grateful for the show. On that mm-hmm. note, if any of you need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to LOABlend at gmail.com. And we are back on the air this coming Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Please take excellent care of yourselves and each other. And as always, let the light do the work and to brighter days ahead. I love you, girl. I love you, too. I love you, too. Bye. Bye.